0: Hey everybody, Big Smacky here uh, along with Macho Nacho and we are the self-storage renegades. We are here on first month free um, to basically let all the consumers know what's going on in the self-storage world. Um, so basically how this kind of got started was just the fact that, um, number one, uh, we've had enough (laughs) (laughs) and number two, um, it's time to educate people out there regarding this business, right? Um, you know, it, you may not think before I got into self-storage, I honestly had no idea self storage even existed. Yeah, it's
1: got a low profile. Yeah,
0: yeah, very low profile, and you only need it when you're you're looking for um, certain things. And um, I'm I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about this uh, article, "My Self Storage Hell" by Gabby Del Valle, um, who this is known in our industry. Um, it's not talked about a whole lot, but she, she actually references um, for the big four D's, which typically is um, referred to as the three D's. Um, and basically that is downsizing, disasters, and divorce. And you can also that that fourth D you you could put in um, displacement too, so moving. But um, those are the main reasons why people um, use self storage. And you know, again, I I I grew up um, next to a public storage, and again, I had no idea what that was. And so, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm a bit naive when I get into the, to the business, I was about 26. So you can imagine that there's probably still a lot of people that don't even know we're out there.
1: You no, know, from, a, from a market standpoint, I mean, we make a lot of money, uh, but compared to, you know, some of the big caps, we just, we don't even come close. It's a very small amount of of revenue nationwide, but it's hidden, like you said.
0: Yeah, so here we are in the shadows, but yet what you don't know is just how much shit that we deal with regarding customers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, unfortunately, right now, uh, due to the pandemic, uh, people's morales and attitudes have changed. Um, so what that means for us is that, you know, people have lost their jobs, people are upset, um, and they're coming down harder on us than pretty much ever before. So what better time than now than to throw this out here and just kind of let you know, hey, look, we're on your side. Um, but here's why we do the things that we do. And, you know, I want to, I, I want to help someone out as best as I can. Mm -hmm. However, that's not to say that the company that I work for does. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So so basically we got this, you know, we're, we got to do things one way, um, and that's the bottom line because self-storage said so.
1: Right. And I, I just want to touch on one thing really quick. When you, when you mentioned customers, I want the listeners to know that there's, there's two types, right? Ideally, there's the first customer, the external customer, people who, who pay for storage. Um, but there's also the internal customers. And when I say internal, I mean the, the employees, executives, supervisors within the business um that view storage entirely you know different than the way a customer might view storage and it's kind of it's sneaky uh it's deceptive and we we want to shed some light on um on both of those both of those um customer areas
0: yeah indeed um it's just it's gone on far too long and you know again i'll reference um uh, Gabby's uh, uh, article, which hopefully we can have for you in the in the description, um, and it, it she only scratched the surface of it. And basically, <laughs> what she came up with with was that um, storage does not want you to move out. Yep. Which is one hundred percent true. Yep. Um we do things that make you want to stay. And basically we kind of we kind of got you by the balls a little yep. bit, so to yep. say. Um again, uh a- a- as we continue further into the podcast, um, we will discuss more about that. Um, but again, uh We're here to just clear up a lot of misconceptions regarding self-storage. So right off the bat, um, I just want to let our listeners know that uh, myself and uh, Macho Nacho here, um, we do work for um, one of the REIT companies.
1: Yep, Top five. um,
0: Top five. So they are publicly traded. Uh, they are corporations filled with evil, evil men, and um, basically, they are the bloodsuckers that will dry you uh, uh, free of your money, um, and again, it, it, it it's a scam, and we're here to expose that. Now, on the flip side, what we would like to have down the road, too, is some interviews with... Um, private owners Mm -hmm. hopefully we get owners um but also um teammates that um work for the private owners because that's not to say that that is a totally different side to Uh self-storage um i have heard a lot uh regarding privately owned um self-storage places and you know there's always good and bad but there's a lot more good than there is bad um, when it comes to somebody that owns their own property and they can actually make um, changes and be more personal with you rather than one of these um, giant corporations. Mm
1: -hmm. From a customer standpoint and an employee standpoint, yep.
0: Exactly. So um, (laughs) here you have employees um, that hate what they do um, because the company does not care for them and in, in, on the other side you have these customers that are just so irate with us um, and they gotta yell at somebody so who are they gonna yell at? That person that is sitting right in front of them in front of that desk.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Even though that person makes absolutely none of the decisions. They're all handed down and we are told to enforce in a public, in a public company, of course.
0: Right. Um, uh, Speaking solely on a publicly traded company, again, um, one of the big five companies. Otherwise there are a lot more private owners than Mm -hmm. there are these um, big corporations.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the stat I think is, I think only 20, Twenty or so percent might have increased a little bit, give or take, but only 20% of all self-storage facilities are are from publicly traded companies. That means 80% of self-storage facilities that exist—I'm uh, not sure if it's in the United States or or nation or um, internationally—but we'll we'll get more into that—are um, privately owned. 80%. I mean, so these public companies are a very small portion, but they're they're increasing their footprint. Uh, And uh, we want to make sure that people know about it.
0: Yeah. And um, basically, you have your pick of the litter. But um, when it comes to these uh, giant corporations, well, they do have money so they can advertise, uh, create a better website experience, (laughs) arguably. um, And kind of push the envelope so you see them before you see a private um, self-storage operator. So there's that as well. Um, So let's kind of dive into a little bit of what we're going to be talking about here. Um, First and foremost, um, the self-storage industry is a scam. Um, It is only needed for a very brief period of time. Very brief. And when you think about it, it it really should only be used when you are doing a move. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically you there's nowhere that you're going to be able to put all your stuff while you're moving from one place to another. Um, it, it's a transition period. So you're usually going to have it in a place um, for no more than hopefully a couple of months. Yep. That is what this whole industry is built off of, is month to month. Yep. Okay. So that is basically self storage in a nutshell th- however um it does it's not it, it gets a little bit more complicated because you know it, it, not everyone's moving all the time so what else can you use self storage for well a big thing that people use self storage for is for to literally just put their seasonal stuff in there um christmas decorations halloween decorations um because you gotta put it somewhere right so you're gonna be paying depending on what it is depending what time it is what what the season is you might be paying a hundred dollars a month to store junk essentially um now there's also um Going back to these D's, um, there's divorce. So uh, usually when somebody gets divorced, they are moving. Uh, They're getting out of one place, going to put their stuff in really quickly into um, one of these five by fives up all the way up to 10 by 30s and then even bigger. But um, they got to get out because they might have done something really bad. And so now it's... Get the fuck out of here. So they got to find a place to put their stuff. Now, is divorce nice? Uh, no. Uh, you know, very rarely is it ever um, amicable. So, this is something that basically self storage preys upon. Um, let's go to disaster. So, usually when um, bad shit goes down, such as um, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, you name it, um, any kind of natural disaster, we're here for that also. Um,
1: Let me, can I interject really quick? Oh, go um, for it. I just want to kind of make a, a broad point here. Everything that you're, all the reasons that you're going over. Um, are, are quote-unquote, right, valid reasons that the storage industry wants you to think um, that, you know, you, you have a, a need for storage. But ultimately, what the industry is trying to convince you is that you're moving, you know, friend died, husband died, relative died, um, disaster. They're trying to convince you that your stuff is all you have left so you got to pay for it to keep it, right? Um, and man, they, they want you to forget about it and they're taking advantage of you in your most vulnerable, vulnerable position um, and you bite, right? They're dangling the, the, the hook and the bait in front of you and you bite because you're beat down. You, know? you, have, you have very few options. Um, and I I want myself and Big Smacky want to convince you that you have other options here, right? You have an option to to throw away material items that really don't matter, okay? Um, You have options to sell items that really don't carry any value, you know, other than maybe 10% of your, of, of what you bought it for originally, Uh, you know, big smack, gave the example of, of storing, um, seasonal items at a hundred dollars a month. Right. So let's say you get a five by five, um, it's a hundred dollars a month. Over the course of a year, you drop maybe 1300, including fees and locks and stuff. And, you know, the total value of the items that you're storing brand new might be $500. Um, so it's to your advantage to, to recycle, um, throw it away, replace it. You know, there's, there's no need to, um, to use this. And I think that Americans um, have this feeling like sometimes a storage unit can be an asset to them. Like maybe they, may, they, they think that it gives them uh, a bigger net worth. And, man, that is that is something that storage facilities and the storage industry loves. They really want you um, to, to believe that. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Smacky.
0: Oh, no. Um, we need to make sure that we're uh, keeping a flow over here. And I just wanted to, to also add on to that is just that um, basically not only is self-storage a scam, but... It's a predatory business,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're talking about these um four d's here, which is, I'll throw in another one is depressing because I mean, it you're talking about displacement, mm-hmm. divorce, mm-hmm. downsizing, de hoarding. What, what was that?
1: I said, I said de hoarding, I, I can't think of a better letter, but hoarding hoarding is a big one,
0: de hoarding that that. That has something to do with mental illness, which also we're going to talk about that too. That's going to be its whole own episode because, wow. Yep. These things are, they're not good things. But when they happen to people, that is when we thrive. And it's sad. But usually like how uh, macho nacho was saying is that you got your stuff here you may have lost a lot but you usually do have some things left over and because we are are hard to let go of stuff that we we worked hard for it we bought it with our own money and god damn it i'll be i'll be damned if i'm gonna just throw this away well that's what you really should do yep But instead, you decide to put it in a unit uh, with four walls, sometimes a ceiling, (laughs) and you're going to pay for two, three, four times over when you could have just thrown it away. Uh It's sad. It really is. It's sad. um, So basically, the business model of self-storage, how do we make money off of you? Well, um, it's all in the name, right? First month free, the truth about self-storage. We get you with that first month free. Um, As uh, the great Dave Chappelle would say, gotcha, bitch. So basically, once you've gotten that unit, um, you could get a a 10 by 30, and it could only cost you a dollar, uh, according to... um, public storage is a motto or you know free dollar doesn't matter um wow that's a great deal however um come that second month well you're screwed because that unit's probably going to be about 300 400 500 depending on the size um depending on the season Uh um depending on the availability Because all that takes into account for the price of the unit.
1: And chances are at the end of that first month, and I say some, not all, but chances are that you don't have a plan to get it out. You don't have a plan to move on. You don't have a plan to sell it. Um, So go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. you got to have a plan, but again, usually when you're coming in, especially when you're blinded by first month free, holy shit, first month free, I, I can get all this crap in here and not have to worry about it. Well, you, you, you got to worry about it because come the next month and so on and so on, we're taking your money Yep. and we're not showing any mercy for it because guess what? You signed that month to month lease. You should have read it, but you don't you know, yeah <laughs> nobody does no. except the lawyers I don't yeah. give it to them they usually always read it um, but again um so we get you in with that first month free half off month you know half off the first 3 months whatever it may be now what comes after pretty quickly is um your rate increase so once that happens you know you're you're totally upset but Do you think that's really going to motivate you to move out of the unit? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Time will show over and over again that it's really not enough to get you to move it out. Because it's a lot of work. I don't know if you remember going back to the time that you actually moved everything into your unit. That was a lot of work. And now here we are raising your rent by about, I don't know, bucks, maybe fifteen bucks, and you're mad. But you're not mad enough to go rent a truck or borrow someone's truck and come down and go up and down those stairs or that elevator back and forth, back and forth, working up a sweat just so you could drive it all back somewhere or put it in probably a different self storage because that's what ends up happening. Yep. So, think about that for a minute there. Rate increases. And um, <laughs> admin fees. Uh, talk about one of the biggest scams there are. What the fuck is an admin fee? <laughs>
1: uh, let me see. Admin fees are a way for companies to make revenue based on... Um, uh, Figments of, you know, our imagination, they just, they they conjure these fees out of thin air to add a line item on a P&L report um, to say, hey, look, we're, we're generating an extra, you know, 5% of, of um, our monthly revenue just by telling customers that it costs money for us to uh, process the lease. And I'm sure from an accounting standpoint, uh, you could probably break it down. But um, ad, ad, admin fees are just, just added expense. That's really all it is. In addition to admin fees, you've got, you know, payment fees, um, which was something that was created and highly contested recently. But yeah, just just another line item on a budget seat. That's all it is.
0: I don't believe you. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, admin fees... Now, we're getting to uh, another segment where it's probably going to get its own episode here. Yeah. And we're talking about insurance. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you could be somebody that is just storing a bunch of papers, but you got to have insurance. Yeah. Why? Well, because of the premium, baby. Mm-hmm. That's where we make all kinds of money. Yep. Yeah. And guess what? something happens it's probably not going to cover it so you just paid all kinds of money and then when you make that claim well they're probably not going to pay it out
1: yeah the the number one claim in the self storage industry uh, and I don't have official stats in front of me but I've been in the business 16 years and I've seen a ton of claims uh, is is rodent damage um, and wouldn't you know it, uh, with our particular company that we've worked for, um, rodent damage is not covered. So when a customer has been storing five or 10 years and there's a good chance uh, that rodents have made their way into their storage unit and they come in and have a claim, uh, we tell them to call the insurance company and the insurance company tells them to go to hell. So we've collected, what, maybe $1,000 in premium over the course of uh, five to 10 years, and it's all free money. And the arrangements with the insurance companies uh, will blow your mind. So for example, a, a $12 insurance premium um, that a company collects monthly, $10 of that premium goes directly into the storage provider's pocket, and $2 goes to the insurance companies that we're affiliated with. So the actual cost of that policy is $2, okay? The other 80% of the premium, 80% plus, is pure profit. And the company is not responsible for the claim whatsoever, right? We we have the luxury, you could call it, to just hand the problem off to the insurance agency. Um and like uh smacky said we'll get into it uh, a little more in detail because there have been lawsuits um resulting from that but it's it's a very interesting concept
0: yeah I, i mean basically give me your money what are you gonna do about it yep so those are um the basic ways that we make money there's some other stuff too and again uh this is from a large corporation uh standpoint can't really speak for the private owners but um i'm sure that's there too
1: yeah
0: um so again marketing will try and convince you that your contents retain value well we're here to tell you that they don't um if you're gonna have your stuff in a unit for more than a year you should have just bought something new. Yeah, because it is just sitting in your unit, um, depreciating its value, um, and that comes into play when um, insurance claims are made. Um,
1: here's here's the thing: a lot of the items that these people are putting into the storage units are already depreciated, right? And I think this is a this is a fault or a uh, misconception of a lot of a lot of Americans who buy, you know, brand new furniture or brand new mattresses. Let's say you spend two thousand dollars on a couch, and you think, "Oh, I got to store it because it's it's worth two thousand uh, dollars." Wrong. Your couch is probably worth two hundred bucks, um, maybe three or four hundred if it's if it's if it's brand new. But if it's used, got a year or two of, of a little bit of wear and tear, it's a two hundred dollar couch at best. Uh, and you know, people. You can have a hard time finding people who want to cart it out of there. Um, uh, anyways, just just another misconception that your items retain value. They don't. They are worthless. If you're not going to sit on it, take that shit to the dump.
0: Yeah, really. Um, also, too, uh, you guys have to remember that you should not be putting anything of value into that unit. Uh-huh. We're talking about jewelry. We're talking about collectibles, high price tag items. Um, it, it, it blows my mind every single time that I see stuff like that in there and people, they're proud of it too, which, you know, they, they should be, but it shouldn't be here. Like, uh, I'll have somebody be like, hey, Smacky, come take a look at this thing. And I go and take a look and I'm like, holy crap. Why are you storing that here? There are break-ins that happen all the time. Now, this is a really hot topic. And this is what gets people's attention in the media Um, Let's say when somebody breaks into Beyonce's unit. Oh my god!
1: Uh
0: It was an inside job. The manager (laughs) knew. The manager did it. Case closed. Yeah. I don't want your fucking shit. Yeah. None of us want your shit. Because for the most part, number one, it's shit. Shit. Uh, Number two, I can buy my own stuff. Okay, Uh, granted, you know, when it's these celebrities, uh, Beyonce, and I I think there were a couple more, too. Paris Hilton, yeah. Paris Hilton, yeah. You know, um, it's probably somebody from their own team.
1: Morgan Freeman.
0: somebody else. Morgan Freeman, too? God damn it!
1: Nah, I'm fucking with
0: you. Oh, God, that guy's a saint. He is. I was hoping that maybe
1: know, we could hear get him get him a guest on the podcast.
0: <laughs> uh Code Open, one of our one of our episodes. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, th- this is its own episode as well. Uh break-ins. Uh we'll dive heavily into that because um uh, as the pandemic happened, um the uptick in break-ins just Exploded. Yep, and that's another part of the the whole thing of why people are upset even more so now too is because people are breaking into people's units all the fucking time. Yep, and they can't be stopped. Yeah. And guess what? The cops don't care either.
1: They don't. God, they don't.
0: That's a whole nother episode, too. <laughs> you think <laughs> the, fuck the police <laughs> <laughs> episode 47? <47. laughs> oh, my goodness, It' in insanity! It really is. But don't worry, folks, because you got myself and Macho Nacho here to hold your hand and take you down that yellow brick road that we call self storage. Yeah, um. We're going to have some fun. Uh, hopefully you'll laugh along with us. And again, uh, we're going to have a lot of guests on and they're going to share their experiences and whatever else they may be willing to share. Um, we're, we're going to keep everyone's identity uh, anonymous uh, because some of these people may still be working at these places. Um, it's just It's, it's just time. To get this stuff out here yeah. and if we only reach one person and that one person is so much better informed and equipped with knowledge going into renting a spot because unfortunately there are times again where you are going to need a spot especially if you're moving um But if you go into that with the knowledge and a game plan, well, you you just beat self-storage. Yep. So hopefully um, we broke it down a little bit for you. We're going to plan on having a lot more episodes out here. Um, Again, with a lot more guests, we're going to have fun. Um, And thank you for listening, uh, Macho.
1: Thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to the um, next few months where we can get you guys some good content.
0: Awesome. So from Macho Nacho and Big Smacky, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: See you.